Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impacts of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. And I want you to please put your hands together for our sister, Joanne. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Joanne, and I'm from the First Impressions. And. <laughs> And um, my testimony is going to be about how I received my miracle from God through Bishop Richard's prayers. So um, September and October was problematic um, in regards to student finance. Yeah. So, um, you know, before that, you know, I applied to UCAS and student finance like everybody else, like it was smooth. Um, But at the time, there was a lot of... um, negative opinions and voices from people, you know, oh, no uni is going to accept you. And because I went to uni prior, um, I was told, you know, student finance won't process your application, you know, you might as well just give up, basically, is what I was told. But, um, you know, by the grace, I got accepted anyway. Um, Yeah, so I went... (laughs) So um, I went into the enrollment day, and they said that they noticed that my tuition fees weren't confirmed, basically, for some reason. Um, but they allowed me to fully enroll, so I could go to my lectures and all these things, which was a blessing. And, um, but they said I had to sign a document that said, if stu- student finance doesn't come through for you by November, you have to pay your fees yourself, everything. And, um, or you'd be off the course, you'd be out of uni, basically. And um, I, I, can't, I couldn't afford that, obviously. Um, so, um, <laughs> no problem. So, um, you know, not knowing whether student finance will come through for me, I just had faith and I just, I just signed it. I don't want to be behind in my lectures. So I started my lectures and then weeks and weeks and weeks would go by and I'd have the same responses, you know, oh, you know, we're still processing it, but unfortunately um, it's not looking likely for you. So um, that literally, my heart just dropped when I heard it because... I just, what am I going to do? I can't be out of uni. Um, So that happened. Um, So through that, I just developed, like, serious anxiety that at any time I could just be off my course, I could be out of my classes. Um, But, you know, I continued to pray. Um, I prayed. (laughs) I prayed for the will of God, and I just was given thanks, just despite how anxious... (laughs) Despite how anxious I was feeling, 
and how scared I was. You know, I just continued to pray. And then Sunday service came now. And, um, you know, after the communion, um, Bishop Richard began to pray. And naturally, I just raised my hands in surrender, I guess you could say, that, Lord, I don't, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything. Just have your way, basically. And I remember the words clearly. Um, Bishop Richard said that God is about to um, deliver into your life. No, God is about to. God is about to give you that miracle um, that you've been praying for. And I just received it, and I received it with faith. And there was this calm that I felt, and um, that it was done, basically. I don't know exactly what was done, but it was, it was done. Yeah, it was done, basically. And, um, yeah, so after Sunday, I, no, the next morning, as in after Sunday, Monday morning comes now, and I got, I got three letters from student finance. And um, somehow I managed to open them in order, but, you know, I did. So the first one I opened, where it says, you know, tuition paid to the university, and it said zero. So I thought, oh. So they rejected my, my finance, basically. So I thought, hmm, okay, no problem. So I opened the second letter, and it was basically them apologizing, saying, um, we're sorry about the miscommunication. We're sorry about um, the inconvenience that it caused you. Um, basically, disregard the first letter that you got. So we're apologizing. You know, it was an error on our behalf. And I opened the, the final letter, and you know, it had the the right figures there. You know, my name my name was there in bold child nursing. It was there, and um, I was just so happy and I was so relieved that I could actually study with complete peace of mind and no stress. And um, I'd always just I'd always like to say like doesn't matter how you're feeling, whether you're anxious or you're scared, always give thanks to God because your blessing can be right around the corner as well. And um, also I'd just like to say, like, encourage everyone to believe in the prayers and the prophecies of Bishop Richard because it's not a light thing. Like, I, it's not a light thing. It's pretty serious, actually. Like, receive it. <laughs> believe that you've received it and you'll be blessed, you know? So, you know, I just give thanks to God. Um, I thank God for Bishop Richard's life. Um, and the impact that he's had. And I'm really blessed to be part of this church, basically. So, amen. Wow, well, put your hands together for Joanne. Do you want to hear more testimonies? Then I want you to please put your hands together for Daniela. Hello. I don't have a... Hi. Um, Natalie said I only have four minutes, so maybe... Thank, But thanks, though. Um, my name is Daniela, and um, my testimony is about healing. So a couple of months ago, if you had seen me, um, I looked a bit different because I was pregnant um and at the beginning of my pregnancy very early on I started to have quite severe blackouts so I would be somewhere and I'd just become very very hot then I wouldn't be able to hear then I wouldn't be able to see 
then I'd be gone. Sometimes for just a minute, sometimes for a few minutes. And it happened randomly. So I never knew when it was going to come on. One day I was actually at work and my worst fear happened of it happening at work. Luckily, I wasn't in a lesson. I was in the staff room um, and I was gone. When I woke up, I stood up. I vomited all over the staff room table. Yep. <laughs> People were working, marking books, but it was over. Um, so <laughs> I was sent home by my head teacher in somebody's school uniform. And she told me, don't come back to work until you're better. So um, it just so happened. Please don't laugh too much. It was one of the most undignified moments of my life. So don't laugh too much. Um, so it just so happened that that coincided with one of my scans for my pregnancy. When I went to that scan, I was told that I had some internal bleeding. Um, and they didn't know what it was. Um, but they were going to run some tests and see if they could get to the bottom of it. So I said, okay. Then I went for my next and what was supposed to be the final scan of my pregnancy. And this time they diagnosed me with something called polyhydramnios, which in itself is not too much of a problem. It's when you have too much amniotic fluid. However, because of the bleeding paired with that, um, they said that what they would need to find out is what was causing it because that could be potentially the dangerous thing. So I said, okay, I was a little bit worried, but not too worried. Um, they did lots of tests. I was in and out of hospital all the time for about a month and a half. Um, even my students started asking me, why are you not coming to lessons? Where were you on Friday? Um, but I couldn't tell them where I was. Um, and every time I went back to the hospital, they were just telling me it's getting worse. The fluid's increasing. Um, we don't know what's wrong. We can't give you an answer. And when my test came back, Thankfully, they found out that there was nothing wrong with me because they couldn't find any infections. But they said, if there's nothing wrong with you, it means there's something wrong with your baby. Um, so I was very, very scared. Um, I text Bishop. He was like, don't worry, you'll be okay. Um, and then every time we had the, <laughs> every time we had the communion, I'd be praying and saying, oh God, please don't let there be anything wrong with my child. Please don't let anything happen to me. Because they were giving me the options. They were saying, um, when she was born, be prepared because she might have to be taken away from you and taken to theater. She could have Down syndrome. She could have Edwards syndrome. And I was very, very afraid. So, um, as I said, I was praying every time we took the communion. But then every time I went to the hospital, it was just bad news. So I was a bit like, God, what's going on? Um, and then there was one day when I had a meeting with Bishop Richard about com something completely different. Um, and as the meeting was rounding up, I was getting ready to go. But because all of this was in the back of my mind, I just started crying. And if you know me, it's not very difficult for me to cry. So it's, it's never a big deal if I start crying. I mean, it's, it's nothing. However, very mysteriously, as I was going, although I hadn't mentioned anything, um, Bishop's last words to me in that meeting were, don't worry about anything. There is nothing wrong with you and there is nothing wrong with your baby. And so in my head, I went away. I said, okay, today's the day. I'm going to go to the hospital. It's going to be good news. They're not going to tell me. But it was very late in my pregnancy. So they'd already warned me that at this stage, it, nothing's going to change. So just be prepared. So I went for another scan because I was being scanned every two weeks. Um, I went for another scan. And then as the woman was doing the scan, she looked really confused. So I was thinking, oh, for goodness sake, what is it now? <laughs> So then um, she was like, okay, well, Daniela, it seemed, it seemed to me that everything with the baby is just normalized. 
I don't, so I don't understand. <laughs> so, <laughs> I couldn't believe, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Um, I was very, very shocked because as I said, I've been told already that it was too late and there was no going back. So she told me that everything's normal. There was no problem. The baby was going fine. She said, of course, we've told you there's nothing wrong with you. So she was like, yeah, be very prepared to have a safe pregnancy. And when you get pregnant, they give you some documents with your information on it. And mine had gone from being a low-risk pregnancy to a risk pregnancy. That day when they reprinted my documents, it said low risk again, by the grace of God. So um, I just want to encourage you um, that even when your pastor is speaking to you casually in the moments when it seems like it's not a big deal, run with whatever he has said because sometimes it's those little moments that can make the biggest difference in your life. Amen. Wow, give the Lord a shout for a powerful testimony. Wow. Did you like the little sound effects in the testimony? It's too great. It's too powerful. Okay, are you guys ready for what's coming next? Then I want you to make some noise for Sela. Very specially, God created you just for me. Oh, my beloved, how I love you so. I have such strong feelings for you. You are such a special treasure to my life. There is none like you. How I love you so I'm committed to our love I feel so happy when I am alone with you I just want to marry you Oh my beloved can I share something with you I hope you don't find it strange Apart from you, I notice other girls too Why do I notice all these girls? Oh beloved, I thought when I found you I wouldn't notice other girls no more But I seem to notice them all the more Is there something wrong with me?
can I say something more? It really worries me that I'm this way. Sometimes I find those girls really beautiful. Almost as beautiful as you. I hope you don't mind what I'm saying today. It really worries me that I'm this way. To find other girls so beautiful. I hope you still love me. Other girls no more But I seem to notice them all the more Is there something wrong with me?
Present your body as a living sacrifice. Expect to suffer and sacrifice. Take up your cross and follow Christ. And you can live a holy life in Christ. Oh, beloved, I thought when I found you, I wouldn't notice other girls no more. But I seem to notice them all the more. Is there something wrong with me? My beloved, I thought when I found you, I wouldn't notice other girls no more. But I seem to notice them all the more. Is there something wrong with me? Oh, oh, my beloved, I thought when I found you, I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't notice other girls no more. But I seem to notice them all the more. Is there something wrong with me?
Jesus said, without me, you can't do nothing. Love and peace are only found in Jesus. Greater love is only found in Jesus. Oh, Jesus lover, the greater Walk all around uh, in my neighborhood. He said I was the prettiest girl he'd ever seen. You're nice, so nice, so nice. He said you are the one. You're nice, so nice, so nice. I was at work one day. He came to visit me. He waited and took me home. He said nice things to me. You're sweet, so sweet, so sweet. My pastor said to me, You cannot be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And then he said to me, You must be led by God. You can't just go around following your feelings. Copy G. To marry a really nice guy You're nice, you're nice, so nice I thought he was the one 
Because the word of God is always right. Always right. Woo. Light and darkness, they cannot mix at all. Kobe G was so exciting, but he was not a Christian, a genuine Christian. My Bible said to me, the word of God is true. What has life got to do with darkness? And then it said to me, your body is a temple. You can't just give yourself to boys like Kabichi. Kabichi, he promised me. And other girls, he promised to marry them too. But he lied to all of us. Kabichi, he promised me. And other girls, he promised to marry them too. afternoon thank you for your great blessing thank you for all the good things that you have in store for us lord you are great you are awesome you're beautiful lord thank you father let your will be done let your kingdom come lord thank you for the teaching and the sharing of your word lord let it heal let it save let it bless lord thank you for a blessed time 
in Christ Jesus' name, I have prayed. And everybody shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats in his holy presence. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been sharing on how you can be in the perfect will of God. How many of you would like to be in the perfect will of God? How many of you? Just 17 of you? The rest, where would you like to be? Perfect, okay. If all converted, you want to be in the perfect will. So, we are working our way towards that so that we would know how to be in the perfect will of God. Because if you are not in the perfect will of God, you are either out of the will of God or you are in the imperfect will of God. I feel they are both the same actually. Imperfect will is the same as out of the will of God. Don't you think so? Yeah. If you are doing something that uh, someone permits you to do, but it's not his choice for you, you are still out of his will. Isn't it? If your parents tell you that, do what you want. Okay, do what you want. After much debate and argument and discussions, yes, okay, do what you want. And uh, you do what you want. And they are not saying anything because they are parents. You don't, want to, you don't want to kill your child or curse your child. So it's like, this is your choice to be outside of my perfect will. You can stay in the imperfect will. That is the realm that I have chosen for you, but you have chosen for yourself. So do as you please. Do as you please. Do what you want. Do what you like. I've seen parents who have said, okay, it's all right. Let him do what he wants. If that's what he wants, he should do it. Fine, no problem. But it is always best to choose the perfect will. It's best because that's where the blessings are. That's where the blessings are. You'll be more blessed when you are obedient than when you are disobedient. Except when you are told to deny Christ. That one. You can't follow such instructions. You can't. You can't and you shouldn't. But otherwise, be careful to always and desire to be in the perfect will of God. Of God. Matthew chapter 6. The will of God is a big one in your Christian life. In your Christian walk. It's a big one. So always pray. It's a, it's, it's, it's a prayer. It's a prayer that... Um, can you take me to where we have to be? Okay, please. Quickly, quickly. Um, what was I saying? What? Always pray for the will of God. Always pray for the will of God. Always pray for the will of God. Jesus told them, and said, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, this is Jesus teaching how to pray. Teaching his disciples how to pray. Now, when you are praying, this is how you should pray. Uh, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and then he said, thy will be done. Pray 
one of your main key prayers in life should be, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. You should, you should pray to God for his will to be done. That you want his will. His will is better than your will. Far better. Far better. Far better. Far, 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 far better. The Bible says that our ways are not his ways. As far as the east is from the west. That's, that's, how, that's the distance between how good the will of God and the thoughts of God and the plans of God are from your own plans for yourself. As the east is from the west and the heavens are from the earth. That's the distance. That's the gap. That's the gap between us and God. Do you understand? When you're comparing, when you're comparing the gap between um, you, man, and God, it's like heaven and earth, east and west. That's how far. That's how far. That's how, that's how far. It's like it, you can't even measure it. You can't even measure it. What you have chosen for yourself and what God will choose for you, it's so far apart. Far Far, you can't, you can't, you, you actually can't picture it. So if you are given, if you are told to picture what is happening, can you picture, can you, can you tell me what is happening, happening in heaven now? You can't. You can't. That's what it is like when you find the perfect will of God and then what you have cooked up for yourself. It's so, it's so, it's so different. So, 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 so different. Are you with me? So, it's very important to um, take it upon yourself to um, to do what? To pray for the will of God. To pray for the will of God. To pray for the will of God. It's very, very important and very, very key that you pray for the will of God. For the will of God. To walk in the will of God. Otherwise. You will have something that looks nice. And something that looks good. But. It is not the will of God. Are you with me? Matthew 26. Twenty-six, Matthew. Okay, let's start from verse 39. He said, and he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as, not as I will, but as thou wilt. He started praying to his father and already you can say he switched, he switched to what God wants and not what he wants. He's saying that he's saying that I would like this cup to pass away, but you know, anyway, anyhow, not what not as I will. In other words, not my will, but as thou wilt. In other words, but your will. How many of you sometimes you want something? You know it's not the best, but you, you, if you get it, you'll be happy. 
Oh, lift your hand. Be bold so that your neighbor will know that you're also human. No, because you can see here that Jesus is very human. He's not human. He's saying that if it's possible, let this cap. Do you know the cap? The cap he's talking about is not your, the cap that you, you have here that you are calling a cap. His life was at stake. His life, he, he's about to be crucified. He's about to die. Not even, he's about to be murdered. And he's saying that if it's possible, if it's possible, can I live? You know, everybody is living to 70. Everybody is claiming 70. Can I, can I also live on a bit? Then he says that. But it's not, not, not what I want. Not what I want, but what you want. Because Jesus must have known. He must know that the ways of God are different from his ways. Are different from the ways of man. And they're not just different, but it is far better. Far. Far better. Far. Any serious believer will know that what God chooses for you is better. Far better. Far. By far. Far, 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 far better. Even when you grow up a, a bit and you are dealing with younger people, you can tell that your choices for them are far better than their choices. You can make, you know, just by, just by being around a little, just by being around a little, I mean, longer than you, I can, I can tell that I can make a far better choice for a child than they would make for themselves. Far. Far. Because, 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 do you want to know why? tell you that later. (laughs) But that is why that's why perhaps it's good to listen to certain people because they know more. They've seen more. They have they have what we call broadness. Or another word for it is latitude. You have latitude. You might be very parochial minded. You only see you only see one thing at a time because of what you've seen, or you see limited things. You don't know much, you don't know about other options. But there are options in life. There are options. There are options that you discover as you get wiser or you become more experienced. You discover there are options. What you see now is not it's not everything. It's not everything. There are options. There are options. You only know you only know one lady who smiles at you. And you are not ready to get married for how many more years? Someone sitting back, someone not even sitting back, somebody who knows more in life knows that there are different types of ladies that you are yet to meet. So the person can tell you that no, don't settle here. There are when I say different, I actually mean better options. And better not because this one is bad, but because you are the subject. So this one is not the best option for you. So it's like, relax. You will soon discover that there is something better. But because you are not experienced, you are in, an inexperienced person is the person who is in a hurry. 
Haste is usually a sign of lack of experience. As lack of wisdom. It's a person who sees something today, tomorrow, I want to buy. I want to take. I want to commit. You are committed. And then you have committed. And then you've gone far. You've gone to meet parents. You've got to do introductions. And you haven't, had, you haven't had your first quarrel with the person. You need to have a few misunderstandings and resolve before you go and do introductions. You're going to do introductions. It's like, I am the one. I am coming for your daughter. Really? You are coming. Are you sure? But you see, because you are inexperienced and childish, you don't easily believe. So you, you, you make haste. You're in a hurry. You're in a hurry to do things. So you put the cart before the horse. But an experienced person will tell you, not don't take, he'll just tell you, wait, wait. You yourself will come back and say, hey, it's good you told me to wait. I have seen something better. There are better things. Even if you wait a bit and you don't even see anything better, you would know that you would know that you exhausted. Come on. Anything has to be exhausted. You, you, you were patient. Over you've taken something that now you're looking over your shoulder. And then you'll be telling her that I thought you were the most beautiful girl. But I can see more beautiful people. Is there something wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. So, Jesus was praying, saying that, not my will, but your will be done. Father, your will be done, because your will is better. It's better. It is far better. Far. Far. That's why you see that you're, you're in a hurry. You, you, you write, uh, okay, since most of you have gone past A-levels, let me use A-levels. You do A-levels, then you get, you get what grades you get? You get D-E-E. That's D. Yes. D. That's Delta Echo Echo. <laughs> then, a grown-up or a wiser person or an experienced person will tell you that don't rush it. Don't rush it. Don't, don't define your life based on delta, echo, echo. 
you can have alpha, alpha, beta. (laughs) So, take your time. Try again. And then because you are young, you'll be in a hurry. Haste. Haste. So, you would say, no, 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 no. All my friends are going to uni. All my friends are doing this. All my friends are da 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 So, you know, I would just accept anything at all that is given to me from anywhere. Huh. And then you take it. But that's, that's, your, that's your life. By this time, you are 18. You are going to live till 78. So 60 years that you have left is being taken. You are taking a decision at 18 to control your life for the next 60 years. When you are being told, just lose one more year of the 60 to have a better 59. (laughs) A better 59. But you see, when you're charged to, 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 you see, when, when you get when you when you get to a point in life, no one no one knows the differences anymore. When you get to a certain age, you can't tell when did this one qualify? When did this one qualify? When did this one this? How much? No, you can't, you can't tell. Everybody is qualified, and everybody is earning money and working their way up. Then you will see that your delta echo echo. Or is it Delta? Yes, Delta Echo Echo. D. You shouldn't have lived and just abandoned your life to that. You should have corrected it. You will catch up with everybody. All the people that you feel you have left, you catch up with them. You'll be the same. Same, same, same. You just need patience. Just need to relax. Just need to relax. Patience. And correct. See, when there's time to correct, correct things. Don't rush it. And listen to advice. Listen. Listen so you can correct it. Listen. <laughs> listen. Verse 40. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. Usually they sleep. And saith unto Peter, What? Could you not with not watch with me for one hour? Next time you are praying for one hour and you fall asleep, just tell us even the apostle slept. It's okay. (laughs) Is there something wrong with me? Verse 41. <laughs> Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Verse 42. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. For the second time, he's praying, thy will be done. 43. And he came and found them asleep again. 
for their eyes were heavy. They said they didn't hear the alarm. They said they didn't hear the alarm. Hmm? Some said they didn't sleep early. Hmm? They do what? Do not disturb. Yes, do not disturb. And then he left them. He left them. No problem. He left them. And went away again and prayed the third time. Saying the same words. Which the words were, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Saying the same things. Three times he's saying the same thing. Whilst others were sleeping. Keep saying the same thing. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Praying for the will of God. It's a very important thing. Don't throw it away. Don't say it's not a serious prayer. It's a prayer, Poloko, to make every day. Every day. If you didn't pray, that will be done. Herod could have just said, look, or Pilate could have just said, nobody should touch this man. He's an innocent man. Nobody should touch him. That is your salvation gone out of the window. That is your salvation gone out of the window. Pilate's wife would have come to stand. Look, I have dreamt. I'm telling you, do not. She would insist. She said, look, my husband, what are you doing? What are you doing? I've warned you. I've told you about this man. Don't touch him. That's it. That's our salvation going away. That's it. So as you are not praying for thy will be done, the Pilates and the Herods and the Judases are not being activated. To guide your life into the perfect will of God. Because you are not praying. You need to pray for all these people to get to work. So that you end up where God wants you to end up. You have to pray. You have to pray it. You have to pray. Because the pilots, the heralds, they are there. And their wives. You have to pray that everybody will work and work hard. And do what they have to do. Maybe you haven't prayed that will be done. That's why your pastor hasn't said anything to you. If you have prayed, maybe your pastor would have spoken to you. To show you what to do. Or your father would have spoken to you. If you have prayed, but you're not praying. So nobody is saying anything. Nobody is stopping what has to be stopped. Nothing is changing. You are just living. But you need to pray that will be done. That will be done. That will be done. I will be done. Pray it every day. Jesus prayed it three times. Pray it every day. So anyway, we've been talking about that will be done. Now to get into the perfect will. I just read through it again so you see the importance of it. The, I mean, if you can see the importance of praying for the will of God. The importance. The importance. When you pray, somebody has to write a letter. The person will write that letter to you. Somebody has to write a letter. Somebody has to write a letter. The letter has to be written. If you don't pray it, that letter may never be written. Someone will just be sitting there feeling lazy about it. You heard the lady's testimony. Three letters. One says that no. Another one says sorry. And then the third one says this is a decision. All this is the hand of God. I don't know how you, you classify it, but this is, the, this is the hand of God. This is God. This is God arranging things. May God arrange something special for you. I've prayed before. 
I've prayed before how many years ago? Many years ago. I remember praying. I prayed through the night. Through the night. Through the night. And what I was praying about, the result will come through a letter. I was praying through the night. I'm telling you, at the point I felt maybe God was, it's like he's tired. I don't think he's tired, but it's like, it's like it's okay. So do you know what? I saw a vision. I, was, I wasn't asleep. Open, open eye vision. I don't know what it's called. I saw a vision of a letter. It's like, this is it. Go to bed. It's coming. And I went to bed. In, in, those, in these times, we had the first post and second post. This is, we don't have it, isn't it? You have one that comes around 4 p.m. No, those times, there was the first one that will come around, just around 7 or just before 7 o'clock in the morning. The second post will come later in the afternoon. First post, the letter came. Came, this was it. It's the hand of God. It's the hand of God. It is the hand of God. And you pray for the will of May you pray for I pray that you pray for the will Amen. of God. I really pray that you will really take it up and start praying that the will of God be done, the will of God be done. So now, in the process of discovering the will of God, um, last week we started talking about eliminating certain voices to know the voice of God. Because you need to know the voice of God to be able to tell that. This is the will of God. And there are so many kinds of voices. So many. So many. And all of them has, has an influence. Everybody will be saying something. Everybody say, you, you see, you may say to yourself, but I don't care what they are saying. But you discover, when they say it, you discover you care. You may say, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what they'll say. I don't care. Even something as flimsy as maybe your hair. See, oh, I don't care what anybody says about my hair. I like it. As long as they comment, you say you'll be affected. Somebody says, what is this hair that you've done? Someone says, ah, it's made your head look like a ship. You see, suddenly you are depressed. You say, ah, why do you look like a double-decker bus? You see. You see, for the rest of your life, you will never make that hairstyle again. Never. Never. So you see people, they always have a hairstyle with... um, What is it called? Fringe. Fringe on the forehead. And you'll be wondering, why are you always covering your forehead? Why are you always covering your forehead? Why? Are you listening to me? Are you listening or you are preaching? I'm preaching. Every time you see. They had some. Um, Esther called. What, uh, is it Cleopatra? They had some. Cleopatra look. Every time Cleopatra. When you go into it. Many years ago somebody said. Your forehead is like a castle. So the person has sworn, this forehead, it shall never be seen. This castle shall never be seen. (laughs) 
been told you can't dance before, you see. If you are ever told you can't dance, no matter how good the music is, you will just be there doing. You can't because the last time you tried, and you tried, they said, no. It's a voice that is affecting you. I knew a brother once. He's always the first to come to the front to dance during praise and worship. The one their certain sister said, you dance like you are deaf. So, so do you know what that means? He dances off to you. It's like when the song is going this way, he's moving this way. You can see that they are playing the instrument. You can't hear what they are playing. So he just comes. So anyway, I'm saying that you may think, you may think what people say don't affect you. Or you may may say to yourself, what is happening in your life is not affecting you. But things affect you. You are affected. So you, you now have to be a master of eliminating other voices and other things so that you become comfortable with the voice of God. With the voice of God. You have to know how to... Did I talk to you about the voice of the flesh? You have to know how to eliminate the voice of the flesh. That one I think is quite easy to spot. Because that one offers you the easy things. Nice and easy things. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Keeps offering you nice and easy things. Nice and easy. It, it gives you what you want. So when someone is talking to you, you don't like what the person is saying. That is when you have to tell yourself that you have to like it. You have to like it. You have to like, you can't always hear praises and nice things. You have to hear it and you have to listen. You can't only be close to people who say nice things to you. Yeah. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. And the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. That's what the Bible says. It's in the Bible. Is there something wrong with me? The people who see the things that make you uncomfortable, perhaps they are the ones that like you most. So you have to live the voice of the flesh that always wants to hear nice things, good things, that doing well. Well, you know you are not doing well. You're doing well. You are great. You're this. I mean, you know yourself. You know it's not working. He said, You're doing well. You're like this, like that. You know, you haven't, you haven't prayed. Someone said, oh, you're really doing well. You haven't prayed. You know, why, why do you want somebody to tell you whether you are doing well or not? Don't you know whether when you are doing well? It's been three weeks now you haven't prayed. And somebody is telling you that, hmm, 
You are prophesying. You are saying something deep. So, let's go into another thing that will help us with the voice of God. Galatians chapter 4. Are you in church or you've traveled? Galatians chapter 4. One of the key descriptions of the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Lord, is is called an inner witness. So now now we, we have to learn how to tune ourselves to that inner witness. As you eliminate the others, you see, when you eliminate the others, you now have to you have now to become comfortable with the inner witness. The people who can hear from God, who can hear from God, are very sensitive. You have to be sensitive. You have to be sensitive to what is being said. Is it a stubborn person? A stubborn person, you'll be talking. The person behaves as though you've never said what you said. That is why, that is why, to get rid of animals. Not human beings, animals. You either shout or you give a warning shot into the sky. Boom! Then animals, but you can't say, you, you can't go and say to a rhino, excuse me, can you please? No. You have to use, have that. so you see, listen to what I'm saying carefully. The more you get Strict warnings, curses, rebukes, shoutings, raising of voice at you. It means it, it's a sign of stubbornness. Stubbornness and rebellion. Otherwise, you are supposed to hear. You're supposed to hear easily. Very easily. You, hear. you should be able to even get hints, even hints. Very good friends, very good friends. Sometimes even spouses, when, when they are in public, they don't communicate by words. They have signs, and not a lot of signs. Eyes. This don't just look at you. You know what you, you know what it means. I mean, you will know what it means. That means that that means that you are actually close to the person. You've become close to the person. You know the person so well, so well that when his eyes move from the left to the right, you know what it means. Wow. Or, when, or when he doesn't look at you at all, you know that it means stop. <laughs> it means you are talking too much. Stop. But you have to know the person. You've got to know the person. That what the person is saying, he actually means it. He means what he's saying. He said, I dislike this. The person means it. But for some people, I dislike means, it's like a rhino. 
I don't like you're coming in, you're coming into my church. I don't like it, Mr. Rhino. The Rhino doesn't understand. He'll still be coming with his own. You have to take your gun. You have to take your gun because you don't want to kill it. You have to take your gun and shoot. Boom, boom. Then the rhino say, I got the message. I've got the message. Like, I've now got the message. I've got it. Let me go. And when it doesn't go, you have to take his life. Because now your life is in danger. And if you are wise, you don't sit there for somebody to kill you. You kill the person first. At least I will. I don't know what you would do. Will you sit there for the rhino to kill you? I'll kill it. One time, I'll kill it. So, as we are getting deeper into how the voice of the Lord is, I'm just giving you hints here that you need to, you need to be softer and more sensitive and quick, quick to obey and quick to respond. The Spirit of God is very gentle. Very gentle but firm. You will see, you will see that the voice is not loud but you can't turn it down. He's not shouting, but he's very loud, and you can't turn it down. He's there and consistent. He's saying what he's saying. So the inner voice. What is in Galatians chapter 4? And verse 6. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son, into your hearts. Into your hearts. That's what he has said. That is where he has sent the spirit. Into your hearts. So now you have to start listening to your heart. Put your flesh. You have to start listening to your spirit. The inner man. There's a man inside. You have to now start responding. Because there, there is a voice Crying, Abba, Father. Have you, ever, have you ever heard an audible voice say, Abba, Father? That when you wake up in the morning, there's a sound in your room, Abba, Father. Have you heard such a thing before? No, but there's something in you yearning for God. Very desirous of for God. Even when you're doing all the... That's why you feel bad when you do something wrong. How many of you have felt bad after doing something wrong? It's the force inside saying, Father, I'm sorry. Father, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. That's, that's, that's the Abba Father guy. That's the Abba Father voice. Say, no, no. I shouldn't have that. How? Why? But you see, you, you, have not, you have not mastered in eliminating the other voices. Mommy's voice, auntie's voice, best friend's voice, uh, movie voice, a movie you went to watch, this, the flesh. You, you, have not, you have not mastered how to shut those voices down. Anything you feel like, you go for it. But you shall be disciplined. Yeah. When you are someone who does anything you want, you become a dangerous person. Yeah. But anything you want, you just do it. It's like, this is what I want, I do. It's, you're, very, you're, quite, you're quite a dangerous person. If you're able to control yourself, you should be able to want and not have. 
and still live. I want, I wish, otherwise you become a thief. A robber. Because like once I want, I must have. By, that's what they say, by all means. By all means possible, I must have it. But you shall be controlled by the spirit. You must be. You must be. See, this kind of fornication relationships, let me tell you something. Those of you who are in relationship because of fornication activities. You see, you should be able to feel for that thing and not have it and be okay. Now, she is offering you because her eyes are on the wedding day. Hoping that you marry her. I said, she will become normal. So now, now, in the house, if you don't get, you want it on Wednesday, you don't get it on Wednesday, what are you going to do? Because you've been trained. She has trained you. And you've also trained yourself that when I want, I get. When you don't get, you become moody, grumpy, controlling. It's like, it's like the, the whole world has descended on you. I usually call those for gray weather. Do you know gray weather? Gloomy. When they come around, it's like, everything becomes gloomy. The sun, you see, when the sun is shining, the gray weather passes over the sun. The atmosphere, it affects moods. Have you noticed that people are happier during the summer? As, as autumn is coming, guess that people are becoming cooler. Cooler, less friendly, less chatty. When you, sit, when you sit on the bus, the train, people don't talk much anymore. They don't talk much. But just a few weeks ago, they were chatting. Everybody was chatting with people. They were chatting. They'll be chatting, this, doing that. Tell you about what they've eaten, what they're going to eat. What they, I mean, people are chatty and happy. But suddenly, you see, even the color of clothes are changing. You see, the gray, the gray clothes and the black clothes are coming out. It's a mood. It affects the mood. So when someone is moody because he's not getting something, everything is affected. When you're, you're in the house with someone, everything is gloomy. It's like mood. mood. People become moody. Even sometimes in church you can see someone who is happy. And then we don't know what happened during the week. And then comes on Sunday. And the person is not happy. He says, but we know you to be a happy person. Then you are just, the, everybody is laughing. You are not laughing. <laughs> it's like, is it not enough that I have come? <laughs> the pastor says something funny. We all laughing. Is <laughs> <laughs> it you are trying to control the atmosphere? And control us. But you are free from that devil. Amen. You are stronger than that devil. Amen. <laughs> in your spirit. That's where he put it. He didn't put it in your head. He put it in your spirit. And there. He's crying, Abba, Father. He's crying, Abba, Father. 
screaming inside. In there. <laughs> Are you there? So, the Holy Spirit creates a quiet assurance. I'm giving. I'm, give, I'm trying to give you two two characteristics when the Holy Spirit is in you and He's speaking. There's a quiet assurance, and then secondly, there is a relaxed knowing. There's a quiet assurance, and then there's a relaxed. You see, by this time, you must have el- known how to eliminate the other voices, so you can hear the quiet assurance clearly. Clearly, that he's the one speaking. So, how am I going to get to know? Start today. Start. Start. It's a journey. Start. Start. You may get it wrong, but as you as you walk with him longer, he becomes clearer and better. When he speaks, you know, oh, definitely, this is the Holy Spirit. Definitely, this is him. Definitely. Definitely, this is the Holy Spirit. Okay, let me give you an example. A biblical example. Matthew, Acts 27. I haven't started my message for today. Do you know that? You thought I've started. I haven't started. Mm. Acts 27, verse 9. Are you tired of the word of God? Now, when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the laden and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Now, I want you to notice that Paul said, I perceive, I perceive, which is like a relaxed knowing, a relaxed knowing. When you are with a spiritual person, somebody who is used to the inner witness, the person will just tell you that, Maybe, don't do this. Or, I feel like this. You see, the thing that is called feeling is a knowing. Feeling. Let me say, I feel like this. I feel this thing is this. I feel this person is this. I feel this thing. It's like, I just feel. It is a relaxed knowing. The The person knows something within is giving that information. Something called the voice of the Holy Spirit. The precious voice of God is giving him information. That there is, it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing, it could be anything. That this, this thing is this. Because you, you, you can meet someone and then suddenly you just like the person. You just like the person. You want the person to be around you. You want to work with the person. You want to move with the person. You, you, can't, you can't even explain why. 
It's just a knowing that you have that. This person is a faithful person. It's a knowing. You just know it. You just know it. So Paul is saying that I perceive. I perceive. But the owners of the ship and the captain and the people there, they didn't say, oh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. We are not doing uh, memory verses here. Yeah. We are moving ships. You are coming to tell that you know what. And then, in verse 13 of the same chapter. The scripture says that, and when the south wind blew softly. So you see, okay, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing things, they sailed close by Crete. Now, if, if, you know, if you know this verse, exactly what, this passage, exactly what Paul said was what happened. They had problems, and then the Lord spoke to, the Lord spoke to um, Paul in another way again. An angel appeared and said, everything will be okay. But this verse is showing us that it's not a circumstantial knowing. It's not a knowing based on what is happening around. Because he said, the south wind blew soft. In other words, there was no indication of trouble. Everything is okay. Everything looks well. But there's a knowing that don't do it. Even though it looks like do it. All the physical, you, you, can, you can take all the boxes. All the physical things. Tick, 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 tick. tick. But there's a knowing inside. That, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. No, don't. So it's not based on what you see. Because it's very easy to decide when you see the, the clouds and there's a storm, there's a hurricane coming. You can just say, oh, no, 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 no. If we set sail, there'll be trouble. But the south wind blew softly. It means we can move. All the green lights by nature. Nature has given all the green lights except the inner witness is saying, it looks good, but don't. It looks nice, but don't. It looks great, but don't. It looks attractive, but don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Have you been there when you felt like doing something? And then somebody said, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then you went ahead and you did it. And you got, you got into trouble. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so now you know what it is. It's called the inner witness. Next time you have that thing, even though everything looks calm, everything looks, it's okay, it's great. This is the greatest blessing. No, that the Holy Spirit is saying, don't do it. So as soon as you see, put your foot on the brakes. Say, no, I have to stop. I've got to stop. I've got to stop. It looks nice, but I have to stop. It makes sense, but I have to stop. There's no problem, but I have to stop it. There's no problem. You shouldn't see problems. You shouldn't be, you should be led by problems. If, if Jesus was led by problems, he wouldn't have gone to the cross. There were problems. His, his disciple was betraying him. Uh, people were coming after him with stones and cut. These are problems. But he wasn't led by problems. He was led by, that will be done. That will be done. You don't, you don't go by problems. So it's, like, it's like when there's no problem, then it means it's right. That's very wrong. You need the inner witness. Not when there's no problem. 
Like most of you keep entering into relationship, break up, in, out, in, out, in, out. It's like, it's like when there's peace, then we are in. When there's problems, then we are out. You are confused. Your confusion is solved after today in Jesus' name. You are no more confused. I can't give this. It's like, so, so when you marry, what, what would happen? How many weddings will you have before you die? Because when there's no problem, we are married. When there's a problem, we are no longer married. So you see people, they are married three days. After three days, they are packing their spouse's thing. She should go. She should go where? Is, 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 she, is she a shirt you bought from ASOS? Or boohoo.com? Or Zara? It's like, it's like, problem, it's like, it's like you are directed by circumstances. But you are no longer directed, directed by circumstances. We have an inner witness. And all of us have the inner witness. It's there. It's there. It's there. He's been speaking. Either you know his voice or he's been speaking, but you don't listen. You go by trouble. When there's trouble, then it's bad. When there's no trouble, then it means good. Some of the troubles are good. Thy will be done after three hours. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. But when he lifted his eyes, he saw claps, stones, sticks coming. That's the will of God. This is the will of God. This is it. This is it. Sometimes it's peaceful, but it's not the will of God. It's peaceful, but it's not the will of God. It looks nice, but it's not the will of God. She's pretty, she's fresh, but she's not the will of God. Fresh. She's your best friend, but she's not the will of God. It's not my best friend. Verse 21. Are you coming along? Are you coming along? But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Seth, says, you should have hearkened unto me. In other words, you have listened to me. And not have loosed from Crete. And to have gained this harm and loss. You should have listened. It's like I told you so. Then he says, and now I exhort you, be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. It's like, everybody will be saved, but the ship would, would be lost. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. Saying, fear not Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore says, be of good cheer. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Verse 23 again. He said, he said, for there stood by me this night the angel of God, which is different from I perceive. So he's making a clear difference that the first time there was an inner knowing. This time, the angel of God appeared to me, which is a different way of getting the same message. So it's not every time that you have an angel standing by you or something spectacular happening. More often than not, more often than not, 
I think, I think, I think, if you will agree with me, perhaps the commonest way that God speaks is through his word. And you, you, you have to learn to believe the word. When you hear the word, this is God speaking to you. Then you will have the inner knowing and the promptings. The promptings are also there. Then you will have the other spectacular ones. And I also think the more humble and sensitive and matured you are, the more God will speak to you through his word and not these fantastic things. He'll speak to you very easily through his word. You wake up and when you're reading his word, then he's speaking to you. Or you go to church, you hear preaching, he's speaking to you. And that's it. That's it. It's over because you're a mature person. What he says, that's it. More than these efforts, more than gunshots, gunshots and claps and stones before you know that, hey, God is coming. Wow. Okay. So, my message is about to start. But, I want to give you how many? Eight. Eight characteristics of the inner witness. Do you have time? If you don't have time, we can end. Then we, we continue. Okay. I'll give you eight. If you are good, you could get more. But don't be good because there's no time. <laughs> Colossians chapter 3. This is a big one. This is a big one I want you to fight for. If you get this one, we can close the service. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. If you get this one, if you get this one, it's, I wish you would get this one and then we can go home. Because this is the big one. This one. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To the which also you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the, be, learn, learn how the inner witness will give you an assurance of peace. That is, you see, that's why you have to pray for the will of God in different, on different issues. On different issues. Pray for the will of God and then follow the peace that you get. When there, when there is no peace, don't move. Don't do it. This one, other translations calls it peace the umpire. It's like peace. Peace becomes like a referee. Between you and the circumstances. You and the decisions you have to make. Peace, peace, de- peace is the deciding factor. As soon as you feel at rest and at peace. Like someone said the other day. He said, even if it's not the will of God, I'd like to marry him. <sighs> you see... But the Bible says that don't be foolish understanding what the will of God is. So it means that not knowing what the will of God is and going is like foolishness. But she said, no, she said she's a real human being. Wow. 
It's not, it's not something I read in a book. So it's like, even if it's not the will of God, it's like, it's like I'm in love. But see, that's the voice of the flesh and the voice of fear. Perhaps the person is even afraid that what if, if I let him go, I never get married. Somebody said, somebody said, I'd rather, I'd rather marry, have problems and divorce than to stay single. No, this is another real human being. This is another real human being. The pastor that was advising her was a single lady who was not married. And they have her beloved. So she said to the pastor, do you want me to be like you? She said, do you want me to be like you? She said to her, do you want me to be like you? She said, I'd rather be married with problems than to be single. A real human being. I mean, all these people are real people. Real people with real issues. Real life TV. Reality TV, isn't it? But learn. Learn this important one. That peace. Are you at peace with it? What you are doing, are you at peace with it? What you are doing. The decision you are about to make. The move you are about to make. Are you at peace with it? Peace. There's a, there's a certain peace and calmness that comes. That you know. God is with me. When you have peace, you don't ask questions. There are countries. There are countries. When you enter. You see them before the, the aircraft lands. You see the military on the, even on the runway, by the runway. And then as you are empty, you see they'll be in the airport. As you are going, you see they are in different, different positions, different places. It tells you there's no peace here. It tells you there's no peace here. And then there are countries, even, even to see a policeman. It's rare. It's rare. I've been to places where I've asked, do you have, do you have police in this country? Do you, have, is, is, do you have police here? And they'll say, yes, we do. They'll say, where are they? Do they work? <laughs> and they'll say, there, there are no problems here. There are no problems. There are no problems. There are some things when you see in your life, you know, there's no peace. There's no peace at all. There's no peace country that I went to. That's the only experience I've had. I was almost killed in that country. Almost. Almost. By a soldier. Yeah. A special unit soldier. Look. My spirit left. I think it went to heaven and it came back. Because we didn't know that a president from a neighboring country who they have problems with was visiting that country that day. And the road, the road where, and where, 
We're driving from like an off-road onto a main road. And we didn't know that's the main road that the, the man is about to drive through. So all the special units, they were on trees in different places. And then there we're driving up like this. As we about to go up onto the main road. Look. Look. One of them shouted from the corner. It wasn't English in another language. He shouted, stop, stop. Before we could say Jack, this one from a tree with his gun like that, he said this guy. Moving to the car. <laughs> he said, come out. He said, we should come out now. So he said, who are you? He said, they're shouting. Are you foreigners? You're, look, I just left. I didn't stay. I started walking. I didn't look back. I was walking. When I saw I've gone some meters away, then I turned around and I saw my friend. He was kneeling down in front of him. So that I kneeled in front of him. With a gun, with a gun to his face. I fled for my life. I left. <laughs> I left. Hey! Later he came. Nobody died. Later he came. And the other people that was with us also came. Yeah. came said, so we asked, what is the problem? Then they explained the problem to us. That this president was coming. His convoy was just coming. But there is a, it's a place that has no peace. When you're always on the lookout for things, it means you don't have peace. You haven't achieved peace yet. You need to pray for when you have peace. This is when you look. I've been to I've been to places. There's total peace. I ask the countries when I go. I ask, can I go out? Then I'll give them the time. I say, can I go out at one a.m.? They, they will tell me you can walk all night, all night. There'll be no problem. And then there'll be places they'll say, they say can I go out? At one? They'll say, um, um. You can, but then they'll say, you see, because they are being polite. You say, you can, but you see, just don't go into this area. Then I know that don't go. It means don't go out. Don't go. It just means don't go. Don't go. But that guy who almost killed us. Later, later in the evening, because we had to leave the car there. The car was left later in the evening. We met the other one, the first one that shouted. He said, look, the only reason why you guys are alive is that that guy, he said, all of us, we have guns, but they've shared those who have bullets and those who don't have. He said, this one didn't have it. He said, this one didn't have it. He said, if he had it, he would have killed you. Because he was the closest one. He said, we are under instructions to kill he said, the only reason, he said, this guy didn't have bullets. That's why. Wow. So we asked him, who had the bullet? He said, he had the bullet. He has it. The one that the Lord attached his heart to become calm. Later, when everyone was over, he became calm. Because was, they were all in the area. 
became calm with his gun. He said, he had the bullet. He said, that's why he was. He said, because he had it, that's why he was shouting. Because it's like, you can't, he can't just watch on because he has to act. That's why he was shouting, stop. But he was further. He was a little, just as he was shouting. Then this one came. I'm alive. Why are you? I'm here. I'm here. I didn't die. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here by the grace. So long as you see armed troops appearing in your life over issues and problems, peace hasn't settled the issue. There's still an ongoing issue. Let the peace of God rule. You need to be at peace before you make any major decision and any major move. You need it. You need the peace of God. Otherwise, don't do it. Don't. You need to be at peace that you are relaxed. No matter how you are tossed and turned, you're okay. There's, there's no point to show off and to pretend you're okay when you're not okay. Who are you deceiving? You're only deceiving yourself. You need to be at peace as something. When you are not peace about something, when you are not at peace over something, don't do it. Don't. Because it's the inner witness that gives peace. That says it's okay. Look, he says it's okay. He will say it's okay. He'll say it's okay. He'll tell you nothing will happen. There'll be no problem. Even when you see signs of problems, you tell no, no, no. peace will tell there's no, there's no problem. Carry on. There's no problem. Carry on. Carry on. Just keep going. You say, I feel like it. No, carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Nothing will happen. Nothing. But when you feel uneasy, you are not at peace. Don't. Do you get it? So we can close, isn't it? I told you if you get this one, it's, it's finished. It's finished. Don't deceive yourself. Thinking that you are impressing people. Think about yourself most. And ask yourself, am I at peace with this? Am I comfortable with it? If you are are not, it means wait. Don't do it. Or it means don't do it. Don't. That's why I like that song that darling Jack sang. And let the peace of God reign in our hearts. And let the peace of God do you know it? And let the peace of God. I shall know it. I shall. I shall look at somebody who can sing it. Give her a microphone. Yes. Father of light, draw me closer. Keep going, girl. Lord, my heart is set on you. My heart is set on you. Let me run the race of time. Keep running the race of time. With your life unfolding. With your life unfolding mind. And let the peace. And let the peace of, of God. God. Let it rain. Sing it again, Father of Life. Father of Life, draw me closer. Lord, my heart is set on is your heart set on him? Just be set on him. Let me run the race. Keep running it. Keep running it. With your life unfolding mine. And, and let, let the peace, peace of God.
another song and she'll shout, let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. When you go, you go and listen to that message. That song. So then he said, let it rain. The peace of God. Let it rain. Let the peace of God. Sing it one more time. It's beautiful. Don't you want it to sing one more time? It's beautiful. Let the peace of God. Let the peace of God. Father of life, draw me closer. Beautiful. Lord, my heart is set on you. Let me run the race of time with your life unfold in mine and let the peace of God let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Thank you. Thank you. Let the peace of God reign. The peace of God. Let the peace of God reign and rule your life. Let the peace of God. Let the peace of God rule and reign in your life. When you're not at peace, say, I'm not at peace with it. I'm not at peace. I'm not ready. I'm not at peace. Don't rush. Don't let anybody rush you. Don't let anything rush you. Say, I'm not at peace. And I'm saying, when you're not at peace, you will see the soldiers. You will even see the police. You'll see them. Peaceful countries, you don't see the police. You don't see them. You don't see them. You don't see them. There's no problem. They are not under threat. There's no no security threat or there's nothing. They just live. They just live. You see them just living. I'm trying to remember the country. I was in the country recently. And I remember asking the host, where are the police? Where do you have police here? Where are they? He said, oh, yeah, but there's no problem here. So they are just there somewhere. So I think he managed to drive us by a police station. We saw all the cars parked there. They're, they're happy. There's no problem. There's no problem. Where there is not much peace, you just step out. You won't get far. You hear sirens. Trouble. It means there's not much peace. There's control, but there isn't peace. The sirens are ringing in your life all the time. It's like like you have the circumstance under control, but you are not at rest. You can't sleep. The police of your life have to work 24-7, round the clock. Round the clock. Don't make such moves. Don't make such moves. That the security services have to be working all the time. Your secret services are working. This is working all the time. You're on the lookout. No. You need the peace of God. The peace of God. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain. Let the peace of God rain. Let the peace of God rain. You see, when you have peace, when you have peace, no matter how the message goes, you don't even get sad. So you get sad so easily. It means, it may, perhaps it means there's something wrong. If there's peace, I could say, you're okay. It's like, oh, fine, great. I mean, cool. Because we've been preaching. So an example cannot upset you. But as soon as it upsets you, it means that the police are knocking on your door and you're wondering why. Many years ago, I had a knock on my door. So usually, when I hear a knock on my door, I don't know what you do. 
I look out of the window first to see which car is around. I looked outside. I saw the fire truck. I said, I mean, I didn't think there was a problem. I didn't get upset because there's no fire in the house. So I went to the door and opened. They said, they've come to solve the problem. I said, what problem? They said, we got a call from here. My wife was in the kitchen. The children were with her. So I, I turned and looked and said, That's, I was about to argue with the fireman that nobody has called you from this house. Then he pulled out, this, they have this printout. Then he asked me, is this not your number? I said, yes, man. I said, we just got this call from this, this number. That, so I looked at the people there in the kitchen. <laughs> and, and two of them looked guilty. Two look guilty. So not knowing, they had dialed 999. And then when it was answered, they ran to their mother in the kitchen. And they've gone to tell her. So as their mother is also pulling a straight faith at me, she knows what had happened. So now I just have to say, well, I don't know what happened. I'm sorry, this. I said, okay, this. It's a waste of this time. They gave me a long lecture. From the left, so I said, what happened? Then two people had to confess. I don't want to tell you which two. <laughs> two had to confess that we were, were playing with the phone and we decided to try it. Whether this nine, but have you not been children before? Yeah. So this number, this nine, whether it works. Your different reactions are showing that there's a problem. You keep calling, you see, like, it's, you're, you're always affected by this, affected by this, affected by this, affected by this, this. No, aim for peace. Then my advice to you is that go and pray again. Go and pray again. Go and pray again. Because you need the peace of God to rule. It will, it will take. Do you understand when something is ruling? It means that it's, it's in control. It will take control of your heart. Peace will take peace will take control of your heart. No matter what is thrown at you, there will be peace. You'll be okay. Then you have peace. Are you sure we shouldn't close? Okay. I read I read the rest of the characteristics to you. I was very happy that you would be convinced about this one, but since you are not convinced. Number two, the inner witness is different from reasoning. When you are analyzed, it's different from logic. Logic. If this, then this and that is different. It's not the same. Number three, the inner witness is not a physical feeling. So your feeling of attraction is not the same as the voice of the Holy Spirit. Your feeling of, I must do this, is not the same as the will of God. Number four, isn't it? The inner witness is best identified by eliminating other voices. I think the whole of last week we talked about that one. Number five or six, the inner witness is an impression of peace. Impression of peace. Number six. The inner witness is a strong conviction. Strong. 
Strong conviction. That's when you begin to have the quiet assurance. Assurance. You know that you know. You know that 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 you know. And you know that you know that you know no 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 that you know. I mean you actually know. And you are at peace. It's not like you are being stubborn. That's what I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving you some, as I'm trying to be very down to earth and practical. When you are at peace, you don't get irritated. You don't get depressed. You don't get angry. You don't get upset. Because you are at peace. Like that song, say what you want to say. Say what you want to say, but what? I'm okay. Say what you want to say. If I say what you want to say, I'm okay because I have peace. Peace is ruling. I mean that uh, because of your current situation, we should not preach about some topics again after you. Everybody else should suffer. No. It can't be. It can't be. It can't be. It can't be that because you didn't answer the call. So we shouldn't preach about call again. It's that that many are not called again because you because many are not called. Because every time we talk about the call of God, then you become moody. Because you've been disobedient. But if you are at peace with that, you are not called. No matter how we turn the message, you see, you'll be saying, pray. No, no, relax. Even sometimes some of the preach is a cover-up. Yes. Usually, sometimes the guilty ones are the ones who shout first. But what I'm describing is, no, you don't have a calling. No matter how strong the message comes about, you say you are relaxed. It's like it's okay. It's okay. You are at peace. You are at peace with what you've been called to do. There's nothing more to do that you have been done. But so long as your peace is affected, your joy is affected, it means you don't have peace. So as you see, the policeman, the army. Security services. There's no peace. The other day, I was driving in southeast London. I was, I was dropping off, I was dropping off some friends. And they live in this area that there are no lights, it was dark. So after I dropped them off, then I turned back and I was driving away. Look, I don't know where they came from. I just saw one blue light behind me. And that sound, just one sound. Well, that was off. It was it didn't stay on. Well, it was off. So I what is the nice? By the time my car my car didn't stop, the driver's door was open. Six armed, plain clothes officers shouting, Come out! Come out! (laughs) So, I had peace. I had peace. So, I wasn't worried. I just came out. By the time I came out, then there was one more in the car. That he came out and insisted that it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Leave it, it's okay, it's okay. That he came to me and put me to the side. So I said, What's the problem? What's the problem? 
and he gave me the reason. I can tell you. <laughs> but why do you want to know the reason? Have you told me the reason why you become grumpy when I give some examples? Tell, they were about to tell me to lie on the pavement when this one came out. They were out, plain clothes. About two of them was, were wearing, if you know, they were in the blue, the navy outfit with a small cap and the black and white checkered thing in front. Yeah. Armed. It's like, like this one came said, No, 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 no. It's like, almost like, it's not him. It's not the one. It's not him. So he put me to the side. Put me to the side. And asked, what's the problem? And he explained to me what the problem is. And he said, we're sorry. This, you can't go. But I was at peace. I didn't wee-wee on myself. I didn't get diarrhea. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even sweat. I didn't even start sweating. I was at peace. Was at peace. As I was surrounded by people who are ensuring peace, I was at peace. Because I have no problem. If you are at peace, no matter the message, you'll be at peace. You'll be at peace. Wow. Strong conviction, isn't it? Number seven. The inner witness is repetitive. Then the scripture said that he'll be crying. He'll be crying. Have you had a baby in your house before? They cry. They don't stop. They use, they use the same voice. When they wee with, same voice. When they poop with, same voice. When they are hungry, same voice. When they are sleepy, same voice. When they've missed you, same voice. When they want to, they want to, they want to play, same voice. Every, they use the same voice. They cry. Crying, you hear the same sound. Like that same. They don't change it. That's the, that's that's how the inner witnesses. No matter what you do, you try to recap, it's the same thing. If it's about the call of God, you can you can go to it when you can say it's the same thing. You are called. How would you answer? Same. Same. You ignore, you ignore the call. You went into, I'm praying for, I'm praying for beloved. He said, no problem. You use the same word. Okay, this is your beloved. Take. As long as you take the beloved, say, the call is repetitive. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. You can introduce new subjects to him, but he will still have the same voice to give you the same message. We'll be repeating the same. He'll be repeating the message to you over and over and over until you discover that you are the stubborn one. Not that God has made a mistake. You shall never be stubborn. Amen. Then, finally, 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 your what came through to me? Your love. your love. Okay, I thought your call. <laughs> number eight. Are you remember, ready for number eight? Yeah. 
Are you blessed today? Yes. I feel so blessed. The inner witness is an inexplicable knowing. It's something you know that you can't explain. You just know it. You can't explain it. You can't explain it. You just know it. How many of you are born again? How do you know? How do you know? It's an inexplicable knowing. After the day you gave your life to Christ. After that day. I've not given my life to Christ twice. I mean by the grace of God. By the grace of God. It's not like there's a problem after giving Christ. Since October 1985. That I gave my life to Christ. After reading a tract. 48 hours in hell. And I knelt down and I said the sinner's prayer at the back. You ask me what changed? My complexion didn't change. My height didn't change. The color of my eyes didn't change. My parents didn't change. The color of the sofa in the house didn't change. Nothing changed. My accent didn't change. I mean, nothing changed. I was the same. But I knew all my sins have been forgiven. Oh, I knew I was born again. I knew it. There was a knowing, the inner witness that Christ, Abba Father, gave me that quiet assurance that you are saved. You are born again. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. It's the inner witness that gives you that assurance. That it's the same voice. Now as you mature in God and you move on, starts directing you. It gives you that quiet assurance. Do this. Don't do this. Do this. Don't do this. Then you see people who are close to you, when you say something, they tell that, no, we don't like it when you say things. We don't like when you, when you do it. That because the person knows something. And you wonder, where, did he, where does he know it from? They'll say, when, when you say you feel this, it, it is it. Because it's not reasoning. It's no reasoning. It's not even personal. Some of the worst thoughts I've ever had were about people that I, I genuinely love to today. I love them. But it's like the most fantastic, shocking. It came from, it came from within. Be careful about this thing. I remember one of these. I said, ah, how? Why? How can you be careful about such a nice person? But it was annoying. I couldn't explain it. And it was true. I had to be careful. I wish it was wrong. Till today, I wish it was wrong. But it was true. Nothing or immorality. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. But I don't need to explain anything to you. I said, no, there's something that says, no. May you hear the inner witness. May you hear that voice. And may you hear it clearly. May it be clear to you. How many of you like to hear it? And walk with it. And use it. 
let the peace of God reign. Reign. I've given you seven other characters, but this is the most important one. Number one is the one you need. Peace. Peace. You need peace. Have you watched a football match that is recorded? I mean, you know the scores, everything. Yeah. Especially when it ended in when it ends in goal, let's draw. And you are watching. You know the result. No matter what happens, you know this is. I mean, it, it never entered the net. It didn't go because you know the result. That, that's what happens when you have when you have prayed and you have the peace of God. No matter what happens, you are not, you don't sway to the left. You are stable. You are stable because you have peace. Look, peace is a great thing. Eh? Nothing called peace, nothing in that scripture. The peace of God is such a, is such a great asset for a, a believer. A great asset that you are at peace. There's nothing as beautiful as you are at peace. You are, pe- you are at peace with what you are doing. You are at peace with it. Someone sent me a message the other day about about me being a pastor not long ago I'm so much at peace and assured and convinced and convicted about my calling after I read the message I I just said to myself he's mad (laughs) that's the only explanation that would be that he's mad he has a mental problem and I'm sure I'm right I'm sure I'm right I wasn't I I didn't feel like hey God forgive me no, 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 no. I want to finish reading. I said, oh, no, this guy is losing it. <laughs> this guy is losing it. You see, it sounds arrogant and proud, but that's, that's what I'm saying, that peace, when you have peace. Oh, wow. When you have peace about something. You don't argue. You don't quarrel. You don't fight. You don't become moody. You don't get angry. You just know that, no, 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 this person is, he's lost it. He's lost it. He's lost it. You just came into my life two weeks ago. We are coming to question about my calling. You just arrived. What do you even know about calling? Even, even verses that he has quoted, I could say he's totally lost from the verses. How does even this verse apply to what you are talking about? I prayed for him that afternoon. I prayed for him. Because I felt sorry. For, I felt sorry. I said, oh God. I didn't know. I didn't know that is that serious. I prayed for him that day. I prayed for him. I said, God, heal him. And save him. Because there are signs of, it's, it's a sign of a mental illness. I don't know why you're laughing. If I didn't have peace, I'd be disturbed. I'd be disturbed. I'll, become, I'll even become angry. Why are you saying that? Leave there. Don't talk to me. No. Peace is a great thing. Do you have peace? Amen. May the peace of God remain with you. Amen. Pray for it. Pray. Pray for the peace of God. Pray for the peace of God. Don't just go like a buffalo or a rhino. Pray for the peace of God. Don't let gunshots be used to direct you. Peace of God. Be matured for the peace of God. 
Let's close, okay? Do you know how to close a service? When you stand up, it means the service is closing. Stand up. There's no peace in your clapping. Well, you didn't like my message. Some of your faces are changing. Dancing stars. Do you have peace? Is there peace here? The dancing stars look calm. But you didn't like my message. Oh, if you like, then clap. Let me see whether you like it. Clap. Okay. All right. They like it. They like it. They are not getting gloomy. There's no gray cloud there. Is there a gray cloud? Check your neighbor's face and see if there's a gray cloud coming. Then tell the person it means you don't have peace. You don't have peace. You don't have peace. Check. Check your neighbor. Check your neighbor if there's. Do they look like they have peace? (laughs) Father, help us. (laughs) Some people don't have peace. You didn't see peace in your area. Some other areas, there's no peace there. Look, close your eyes and pray for yourself. Pray for the peace of God to rule in your heart. Let that be your prayer. Right now, right now, pray that prayer. We're just praying for one minute. Pray that the peace of God, the peace of God will rule, will rule in your hearts, will rule in your hearts. Pray, we are praying. I've increased to two minutes. We are praying for two minutes. I shall come and sing for us softly as we pray. Softly, very softly singing for us. Pray for the peace of God. We are praying for two minutes. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for the peace of God. Pray for the peace of God. Pray. Pray. Pray for the peace of God. Pray. Open your mouth and pray. Speak. Don't think it. Don't think it. Speak it. Say it. That Lord, I want the peace of God to rule in my heart. Concerning issue A, issue B, question C, matter D. Pray that the peace of God, you need the peace of God. You need to be at peace. Pray. Pray, pray that the peace of God, that it shall reign in your heart, it shall reign. Pray, we have one more minute, pray. Ask God, ask him for his peace. Yes, Lord, peace, Lord, your 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 peace of God, your peace of God, the peace of God. The peace of God. Pray for the peace of God. Pray for the peace of God. Pray for it. Pray for that great and wonderful peace of God to reign in your heart. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Pray. Pray. A few more moments. Pray. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. Speak to Him. Speak to Him. Let Him hear you. He will hear you today. He will hear you today. He will hear you today. Let me yes, run Lord. The race yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. With yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Life yes, Lord. Let His peace direct peace you. Let His peace assure you. Let it rain. Yes, Lord. Let
Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain, Lord. Let your peace rain. Let it rain. Yes. Draw me closer. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Your peace, Lord. In our lives, Lord. In our calling, Lord. In our ministries, oh God. In our relationships, oh God. In who to marry, Lord. In where to go to church, Lord. In where to work, Lord. In what to study, Lord. In what job to take, oh God. In our careers, oh Lord. We are praying for peace, Lord. Let peace come, Lord. Let peace come, oh God. Father, if it's not of you, Lord, may we not have peace, oh God. May peace guide us, Lord. May peace guide us, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that peace shall be our empire. Let your peace rule. Let your peace, oh God, be the determinant whether we should do or not do, Lord. Let your peace guide us, Lord, in our calling, in our ministries, in our relationships. In our marriage, Lord. In our professions. In our careers, Lord. Oh God, let peace be activated, Lord. That where there is no peace, we know it's not of you, Lord. Where there is peace, we shall be assured that it is you, Lord. Let your peace rule. Let your peace rule. Take away, Lord, restlessness. Take away, oh God, from our midst unnecessary battles and wars, Lord. Take away from us struggles, Lord. Struggles. Struggles, oh God. Struggles and difficulties, Lord. Let it go away from us, Lord. We need peace, Lord. May we have peace. Thank you for your blessing. And thank you for this great revelation that you have brought to us today. In the name of Jesus. Now, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, you are here this afternoon. Somebody invited you to church. Or you've been coming to church. But deep in your heart, you're not at peace with God. You're not sure whether you are saved or not. You're not sure. As you're standing, you're not sure. You only say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be sure today. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. I need need God to rule and reign in my life. Pastor, please pray with me. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be at peace with God. If you're here like that, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Just your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. Just your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my life today. God bless you. I can see your hands. Can see your hands. You're not alone. You also want to join in. You want to say yes, yes to God. Yes to God. I need God in my life today. I need Jesus in my life. I need peace. I need that peace of assurance of forgiveness of sins and salvation and heaven bound. I need that peace and assurance today. Pastor, please pray with me. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. And I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, I want to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come. Come out of your seat. Baby, you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. Come. You want me to pray with you? Come. Come. 
You want me to pray for you? Come. Come and join us here. Come. Come all the way. Come, 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 come. Come quickly. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come, come. Come. Yes. Jesus is calling you. Come. I'm waiting. As we are singing, I'm waiting. Close your eyes, those in front. Say this prayer with me. Church, help us as we say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with my heart and I confess today that Jesus died for my sins and he rose up on the third day. Say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. From today, I will serve you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Shout a good amen. God bless you. You are saved. You are at peace with God. Yes. God bless you. 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 You may go back to your seats. You are blessed. You are saved. You are born again. All your sins are forgiven. You are at peace with God. Wow. Is it not beautiful? Is it beautiful? It's beautiful, isn't it? Yes, it's beautiful. That one. Take it. This is my body. That was broken for you. Drink, this is my blood that was poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless Is the communion of the blood of Christ The bread which we break Is the communion of the body of Christ Oh, this is the meal The holy meal of God sustain you it will heal you it will bring you life when I see the blood oh I will pass over you
which we bless is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the meal, the holy meal of God. It will sustain you. It will give you life when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Father, thank you. I bless this bread. Bless this cup. Father, we thank you for this great privilege to eat your body, the body of our Lord and Savior, and to drink his blood, Lord. Thank you, Father, that this afternoon, the blood of Jesus, as we drink it, shall answer any question in our lives and shall resolve any issue in our lives, Lord. Secret issues known issues Lord it shall be resolved today in Jesus name Amen expect answers the body of Christ the body of Jesus Christ eat it The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Father, thank you that those precious words of our Savior on the cross, it is finished, applies to us today. Every unresolved issue is resolved, every question is answered by the blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Sit in great peace today. Peace.